In this week's episode, we are talking millennial burnout. We are talking about what it means, uh, what it looks like, how you can spot it in yourself and friends, and a few little tips and tricks about how to try and prevent it from happening in your life. So stay tuned. Welcome to Free and Figuring It Out, a weekly podcast hosted by two Brits, Sherelle Griffith and Verity Brown, on a mission to support, empower and reassure fellow independent millennial women that they can be self-sufficient, successful and seen. Hello and welcome to this episode. This week we are going to talk all about millennial burnout, which is something that we've recently, and um, we think it's a really important topic to discuss because also sometimes we don't actually realize that we're on the verge of it because there's all these little discrete signs that it's all about to go horribly wrong. So we thought it was important just to kind of pull a few things from these articles, discuss it, um, talk a little about you know our journey with it in relation to it and hope that it will add some value and is a conversation that you can then have with friends if you need to. So there was an article entitled Why Instagram's Career Porn is the Fast Track to Burnout by Emily Chan on Vogue.co.uk and it was talking about the uh, World Health Organization's um, like declar- um, apologies, definition of burnout. And it was saying that, you know, burnout is resulting from chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed. Um, Characteristics include feelings of energy depletion or exhaustion, increased mental distance from one's jobs or feelings of negativism or cynicism related to one's job and reduced professional efficiency. Um, So that's that's their kind of definition in terms of the workplace. Um, Obviously, burnout can stretch a little bit to other areas, um, but that's kind of what we're focusing on today. So, Sherelle, what is your views on millennial burnout? Well, I think it's really interesting. I just want to say uh, I someone spoke to me about this and just said, oh, have you heard about this term? And I was like, oh, no, I hadn't really heard of millennial burnout. And when I started to read into some of the articles, I just was like, oh my God, this is just so true. I just think that the idea of us just being like so stressed and having so much on, and I think there's like so much negativity, like millennials are so lazy. And I'm like, no, like actually, I I constantly am saying that I feel like we have more to do than anyone ever has before. And as a lot of the articles we're also talking about is this idea about switching off and that we really struggle with switching off. And I think it's that bad, that combination of feeling like we've got so much to do and then never feeling like we actually have a break that definitely is why people get millennial burnout. Mm. Mm. And it was it was interesting to kind of go a bit deeper into the article that it it kind of listed a few areas of why it occurs. And those areas were having unrealistic career expectations Mm -hmm. career comparison syndrome which I think we can all relate to um the blurring of work-life boundaries and being constantly connected which is a big big one for me yeah um you're you're the the nine till fiver brackets ten till six to Sherelle (laughs) um so 
like do you can you see it in other women other millennial women like in the places you work or yeah I think as I've mentioned before we not obviously all millennials but if you're a millennial that's around the age we are like 31 32 you came out recession you had to work so hard to get a job that I think so many of us are still ingrained in us that we have to work really hard to keep a job and that we're super lucky to have a job and if we're not really careful we could lose that job and it wouldn't be really easy to get another job and I think that is why some people work so hard and then there is there is this idea of like where you expected to possibly be by a certain point you know I've got no qualms that I was like I want to be ahead of a department by 30 that was my aim and you know I don't know where I picked that number from um I'm glad I've reached it now but you know looking back I'm like did I actually even know enough about career expectations to be setting that as a target or was that crazy of me and so therefore I'd I, you know, I've spent nine years pushing and pushing and pushing to get to that point. And I think, you know, we see glamorous jobs. And yes, now we see it more than ever before. And we see one side of it. And this is where, obviously, with this article, it talks about like how Instagram plays a massive role. But this idea now that we see the highlight reel of people's careers mm-hmm. and the highlight reel of people's careers, I think, is even more highlight reel than actual one people share their life. <laughs> I'm like for every like red carpet I walk I'm like yeah but how many hours have I been in the office and what have I had to do to do that and da da la la you know for anyone that does an amazing photo shoot of someone who like gets a great product into a store it's like all of the work that's gone into that from behind is so much work mm-hmm. um that I can absolutely see that people are working really really hard and they they feel that they can't take their foot off the pedal yeah yeah, and um, it's actually quite nice that we're, we're talking about the subject now because I've just come off a social media break mm-hmm. um, that lasted, it was just over a week. I, I just decided that it was something that I needed. I I wasn't in the best place with social media, just in terms of me as an individual having to post and stuff, and I just needed to step away from it. And it felt incredible and it was really nice to be able to be more present in that week without having to think, oh, I'm going to post this or I'll write this caption or whatever. And I like keeping up with other people's lives, which when I say it, it feels a bit you know, naughty that I'm not that bothered. It's not that, but it's like the people that I'm closest to, I know about through other means, you know, so, yeah. um, and I didn't waste any time just like doing random stuff on social media I still have my um like messaging services open because that's how I communicate with people that I care about um but I don't overuse it so that wasn't really an issue and I think the the thing for me with this subject is I don't do nine till five. I work freelance and I also am not a workaholic. So I'm quite laid back in my approach to work. I, you know, that's just my style. And so I thought I was kind of, um, would never be affected by burnout. But actually I've been really um, putting my, my business as priority recently to the point where my coach actually said to me that she thinks I've experienced some burnout recently and that shocked me because I thought I was 
one of those not to be affected by it because I'm so relaxed and my approach and stuff. And I, I will hold my hands up and I think I have recently. And, um, yeah, like it's, it really shocked me, but I think it's so it's in abundance with our generation, I suppose. So, I mean, I think the idea of taking a social media break is like so powerful. I usually always try and do it over Christmas. I usually try and take mm. anywhere between like three, maybe five, maybe seven, depends on what happens. But I make a very conscious effort um, over Christmas to really switch off. And I do think it's really valuable. Um, I think, you know, we are in difficult situations where because our business is reliant on social media, there's it can be even harder to switch off. But definitely from a personal perspective, like you said, I'm like, something happens. I'm like, message me like, I don't really use social media for my friends, if I'm honest. Like, I don't have a clue. Like people that watch me, I'm generally like, why are you paying attention to this? Like, this is not my life. <laughs> it's, just, it's not like if something's happening, I'll message you. Like, if I, I just, that's how I run my life. I don't actually run my personal life solely on social. Um, so I think if you, if you find yourself on it and you, it's getting you down, or you're feeling like you're constantly connected, that you're not getting to turn off, and you are compar- like getting the whole comparison itis, then definitely just take a break. Like, the world is not going to die. You are not going to die from it. Like, literally, sometimes I just have to say to people, like, X amount of years ago, this didn't exist and everyone was fine. Yeah, completely, completely. I think, and I think as businesswomen, it's trickier because, um, we, you know, both of us and many other women run our businesses on social media, but um, our, our health is much more important. So we do have to be really respectful of that. Um, just to refer to another article that Sherelle shared with me when we decided to talk about this topic, um, it's entitled How It Feels to Have Millennial Burnout, and it's on the BBC3 website. Um, and the graphic that they've used is basically a woman, kind of a cartoon. She looks like very sad, but it's all these spinning plates behind her, and it has like family, boyfriend, job, work, friends, house. And um, again, like I was thought I was quite balanced with everything, but this year has taught me that I've actually struggled to balance everything in um, a way that I suppose makes everyone happy <laughs> um, yes. because I've had to split myself so much. I think that's the thing. It, it, I've, I've, I was very privileged that when I was single, I could be quite selfish with my time. And now I'm not and I have other areas of life to think about I am having to be really like um careful with with how I divide my time to ensure that I still get to see the people that are important to me but I also still get time to work on stuff I also still get time to see my family but I also still get time to have some me time but I also still get time to see my girlfriend (laughs) and it's like a lot to think I'm just tired Um, listening to you say it (laughs) yeah I'm, and I've struggled and I again I was shocked I've learned obviously learned a lot about myself this year but I was shocked because I thought oh it'll be fine it'll all just slot in together but it's hard it's really hard and I think this is where millennials are feeling it because also it says here you know it's not just an, a, another typical snowflake issue and I think as millennials sometimes we feel like oh we mustn't complain because people think we're pathetic because our grandparents were down coal mines like and we sit with a macbook at a desk in London every day just typing but it's 
it's all, all relevant to the situation you're in I suppose isn't totally. it totally firstly I do not have a MacBook on my desk I have some ridiculous <laughs> horrendous laptop that makes me feel sick every time I have to touch it but um that's millennial issues right there but in this article also what I think there was a quote that was pulled out which said while I'm doing well in my career my personal life admin is a mess and when I read that I literally was like they're just talking about me <laughs> because honestly people but the moment I get home, I just think, what is this to-do list of life? Like, like you said, the fact you're trying to juggle so many things, it always feels like there's something to do. Like my personal inbox is just a mess. Um, I always feel that I don't have, like, yes, like the whole friends thing. It's like, it should be someone's birthday. And I'm like, oh, if I'm going to their birthday, then like, I probably should have an outfit for that. And I probably should have a present for them. And like, my, I don't live close to my family, so I'm always trying to make a conscious effort, like scheduling that in. But that basically means I lose a weekend. And then a weekend away puts me behind on so many other things in London. Hobby, I don't know what that spinning plate hobby is. I don't know what hobby is, so sorry about that <laughs> do you, but don't you find do, like when you go on dates I used to have this where people would be like what do you do in your spare time I always really struggled with that question I hate the question like I literally I don't know where I was I was saying to someone recently I was like just don't ask me about my hobby I will lie and I'll tell you what I'll say I'm like I read books and I like yoga with Adrian and I go to the gym <laughs> like that's the three things I do in my spare time really and I do yoga with Adrian about twice a month uh, I do go to the gym I try to go to the gym three times a week and I do read so that's not a lie but realistically I read because I'm on but a you read loads of business I have a book blog yeah <laughs> it's not like I read like some trash fluffy <laughs> fiction number you crazy no um so yeah no the whole thing about like just life admin and I like when people are like what life admin I'm like I don't know I just always feel like every single time I get a letter I just want to cry I'm like this letter is going to require some sort of action and I've got home really late, which means I'm just going to put it in a pile and I won't get around to it till the weekend. And then I've got a pile of them to deal with. And you can't ring any of those people at the weekend. Mm. Like, and that's the thing. Like, I feel like everything's like got to be done in the day. I don't, I don't have daytime. I only have nighttime. <laughs> I only have weekend time. So I think there's all that sort of, that sort of overwhelm where then it can feel like there's just so, so much you have to deal with. And that maybe you're not equipped. Like, I think one of the reasons why I struggle with life admin sometimes is I genuinely don't have like know the answers like, I have a real issue with light bulbs because they're not in watts anymore because apparently someone made them halogen and no one explained to us what numbers we need to buy anymore every single time I go to I get so confused but I'm like these are the sort of things that like are not a big deal in life like they're proper first world problems but if every single task you have to do in your life then takes you five minutes ten minutes you think you don't know the answer you think you should ring your parents you realize your parents don't know anything either that you get in this vicious cycle <laughs> where you're just like what is going on oh babe my brain doesn't work like that at all but I've I feel a lot of sympathy for you because it sounds not nice and I had no idea about the light bulb wattage situation so I appreciate you enlightening me on that go to the supermarket go go stand in the light section oh right I will I will do that I'll put that on my to-do list (laughs) next week but But, yeah but that's also something you're looking like uh I'm lucky that I don't have to change light bulbs yeah well as in like (laughs) but no but let's let's like I think the point you're making is when you know we've we've talked about this before we have very different lifestyles I don't work nine till five and I don't live in London you do both those things and I think that adds an element of less time and also 
traveling and more stress because naturally of the lifestyle there and so I do think when it comes to the smaller things for me I can weave those into my day you know like I can work three hours in the morning then I can ring the bank and I can work another three hours then I can do the washing and do you know what I mean whereas for you you've got these like tiny blocks of time where you have to squeeze everything in and you're just like I can't ring seven different companies and talk about mortgages and electricity and da 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 in that hour and and so I get it I do get it and I think this is reflecting our different lifestyles isn't it you know um those little when those little things just become a little bit unbearable because you're just like oh I just I don't have the time or energy still with that and I think also I think I think part of it as well is like feeling about knowledge and I think this is the thing I think it's really interesting like when you're young and you think your parents know everything and you think being a proper adult means you should know all these things and when you realize you don't you either feel guilty because you don't know the answer or then you're like okay well I need to try and find the answer and then that takes a whole another chunk of time out as well like I think it's not mm-hmm. just literally as easy as being like okay I need to sort this out today this I actually have I know exactly how to do it like there's so many things I'm like well I need to google this to work out how to do this or just like watch yeah. a youtube tutorial I need to ask someone um and it's like all those sort of steps that you can just very quickly start to realize how long someone's to-do list is and actually I've not long finished reading getting things done um which was book of the month for propel her and talked about how you should try and write down everything that you need to do and it was like mm-hmm everything like all those niggling things that are in the back of your head write them down like you should have one place for everything and when I started to write that list I was like I'm clearly never going to get through this like give up now <laughs> do you so does that mean then either you need to that aren't important but are nice to do's or do you think you and this, I know this is a very privileged place to come from, but something that is talked a lot about within the entrepreneurial world is get support in the tasks that someone else can do on your behalf. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a fair amount that are like, I just, I have to do them. And like you said, I've just got to prioritize and just be like, some things aren't going to get done as quickly as I'd like to do them. Um, and also like, I think when we talk about that picture and spinning plates, it's like, but about expectations and you know I'm probably not as good a daughter as I should be you know I'm probably not as good a friend as I should be um you know sometimes you have to let go of that guilt and be like I try as much as I can but I'm not always going to be perfect um yeah like and I think that's the thing I think there's definitely some areas where I'm just like I'm a bit of a hot mess and I just don't really care anymore (laughs) you're not a hot mess at all you know I think what you achieve is incredible and I think you know for women who are in a similar position of you or a few steps behind from you and really you know want to achieve what what you do you're a real important role model for them um but it it is a case of we it's like we just have to crack on with it and push through and I suppose the question I'm asking myself at the minute is when when does that become when does it become burnout and that's what we need to be really careful of and I think just to a final thing from that article on the BBC Three website is about anxiety. And I think people would say that's a millennial issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had it myself many years ago. I'm very lucky that I was able to remove it from my life. But I know how 
horrific it can be and I think it has to be taken seriously which I think it is um but I also think it's a, a very big sign of you know a mis misalignment within life so I think that's something that's really prominent within the the millennial generation as well yeah and I, I think in terms of like dealing with everything that we've got to do and like all these spinning plates I think there's something really powerful about like your priorities and your Mm -hmm. values and I think you know we've spoken a lot about you need to start defining stuff for yourself and I think the thing about millennial burnout is it is when you're trying to keep everyone happy like it is when literally you are trying to be like great your job great your friends great your family Mm -hmm. you're trying you're trying to like think you're some instagram fitness model and still trying to do but you know what i mean like you're trying to cook yourself an amazing dinner you're trying to go to the gym all the time you're trying to do all your self-care like you're trying to look like hot every single day you leave this house like that's why when i'm saying like i'm a hot mess it's just sometimes i just think to myself i should be more presentable like in quote quotations for going to work do you know what i mean i'm just like basically you have to drop something sometimes and i think as long as you've made a decision that's fine so I think you, this is where I'm like actually you taking a bit of time to be like okay what is actually important and what's going to be important in a few years time as well like I think that's one of the things recently I think that's like the joy of getting older is lots of people have said you know is it going to matter in a year if you're stressing about something that's not going to matter in a year try not to stress it out about it now because in in your actual scheme of life it's not it's not that important um and try and focus on the things that actually are important yeah, and I think as a really important takeaway for people listening, thinking, oh gosh, this sounds a little bit like me. I think Sherelle's made a really valuable um, piece there that just really have a thing, just sit down with a notebook and have a think what are your priorities at the minute? If you're feeling really overwhelmed and that you're on the verge of burnout, what are the things in life that need your attention? And have a really uncomfortable word with yourself about the things that you you may just need to sacrifice for a bit just to save you from really getting into a place that you're going to struggle so yeah if there's anything that you take away from this have me time just sit down and go through all the areas of life that you need to focus on right now um to make sure that you look after your mental health and your well-being so you can be there for others in the future Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Free and Figuring It Out. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss the next installment. And if you want to be a superstar, please leave us a review. Or you can get in touch with us. Drop us an email at freeandfiguringitout at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time.